Hello everyone and welcome to the 7th episode of the Cover Drive Collective. I'm joined this week by my friend and co-host Anand Samat. I hope you guys are having a wonderful and safe week. Um Anand, we have just had a devastating not so devastating but we've had quite a pinching loss to Sri Lanka in the T20s so we're going to break that down this episode as well as give a little preview into the upcoming India versus England test series so anand how have you been how's your week been how have things been hi hi vashisht hi everyone yes uh, the week has been quite good except for the loss against sri lanka which we had but i think i'm doing pretty well i think it's more of an upset i would like to say rather than uh, a pinching loss or a devastating loss because these things happen india had a streak of 60 20 i series consecutively winning it so i feel one series loss doesn't make a difference yes there are a lot of positives we have to take a lot of learnings out of it but you know a loss is a loss and it's a part of a game so keep moving forward i feel no doubt and um one positive to take away from the series is india's first match which was india versus sri lanka on the 25th of july which we won very convincingly we put up a respectable total of 164 for 5 and restricted sri lanka to less than 130 so anand why don't let's break down the first t20 match and what do you think Prithvi Shaw got out to a duck, so all your expectations from a young lad have just been crushed in the first ball by a brilliant wicket by Chamira. So let's go into the other performances. What do you think of this match, and how do you think this would have played into the psyche of Sri Lanka? Okay, so firstly, let's talk about Prithvi Shaw, and that was a very good delivery. That was a fantastic delivery. Okay, the ball was. the ball was swinging a lot okay like you know it was obviously the first ball so and uh, this wide ball doesn't swing much after two or three overs i think it was a brilliant delivery and prithvi shaw was in the form of his life i would say but you know sometimes an off day happens so yeah coming to the other performance shikhar dhawan played well okay for his 46 from 36 balls sanju samson played uh, you know decent innings of 27 from 20 balls Now let's talk about Surya Kumar Yadav. Like fifty from thirty-four balls, his second T uh, Twenty I fifty, and he scored the most number of runs uh, since debut. Okay, uh, around I think hundred and nine or hundred and ten runs. So yeah, Surya Kumar Yadav played really well for his fifty from thirty-four balls, and you know Ishan Kishan's twenty uh, from fourteen balls at the end, which uh, took us to one sixty-four for five. well i think india had it in the bank okay uh, this series but you know due to some circumstances they could not win it but that's no excuse for playing bad cricket i would say and you know i think credit goes to sri lanka they took full advantage of uh, what happened in the indian camp they did not back down and i think uh, you might call them lucky or you might call them you might give it whatever name you want to but i feel when it comes uh, you know competing on the field no matter which player uh, your you know which player your team has okay you have to give your 200% and win the match so even if india was a little bit weak you know uh, because of the situation which happened uh, you there isn't an excuse for it so yeah sri lanka did take a full advantage but it's fine you know it's a loss is a loss it's a part of the game this is what i feel of course of course and it was a very it, it was a very like well put together sri lankan team i know we have criticized sri lanka in the past but there have been some very very stark performers one of them being a leg spinner named wainindu hasaranga the second best t20 bowler as we speak in the world is one rank below rashid khan the rashid khan so this is the caliber of bowlers they have they have bowlers like akila dananjaya chamira guys that can deliver guys that can get the wickets when needed and they took full advantage of that sanju yeah. samson was hitting the ball 
all over the park in the in the third in the third ODI as well as in the first T20. But he was restricted to only twenty seven, which is his highest score till now. Sanju Samson has not even gone above a thirty in any T twenty I, and that's a shame for the captain of Rajasthan Royals. But that's a testament to how guys like Chamira and Hasaranga are. They're just talented bowlers that have taken full advantage of the tracks that have. Sort of been worn out over the last couple of games. Yeah, exactly. And plus, you know, it's been six years since Sanju Samson made his T Twenty I debut. I think it's high time he shows why he should be in the T Twenty squad for the World Cup. You know, when India will go to UAE and Oman, I think he he had the chance to prove his worth, but I think he hasn't stepped up. And one just correction over here for you, Vashisht. Uh, Rashid Khan is number three. Hasaranga is number two. He's above Rashid Khan, and the number one bowler is uh, from South Africa, Shamsi. So yeah, he's even better than Rashid Khan, Hasaranga. And guy is not to mention when the last T20A happened, the third T20A, it was his birthday. Okay, and the birthday boy gave a very good gift. You know, actually not a very good, the best gift to uh, to his country. He took four wickets for nine runs in four overs. I mean, that's his best figures. In T20I cricket, absolutely. Hasaranga has bowled so well. He's, as we speak, he is being considered as a replacement for many bowlers that will not be a part of this year's IPL. So he could be a replacement for Zampa in the RCB camp. He could be yeah. a replacement for the Fizz in the Rajasthan Royals camp. He could yeah. be a replacement for any of the. KKR bowlers that are missing out. We could see Wanindu Hasaranga play a very, very big role in the IPL this year. Exactly, and plus, you know, uh, as you said, there are rumors that RCB might really want to sign him because, uh, you know, since Zampa is not available and the tracks in uh, UAE m- might slow down, uh, you know, as the games go along, so he might be very handy for any side, you know, if he plays. No doubt. Moving on to the second. T20 played between India and Sri Lanka, and a little more interesting. I wouldn't say interesting, just a little more, a um, little more sad, a little more. I I didn't like what happened. Uh, whenever we end our podcast, I always request everyone to stay safe, wear their masks, and um, get vaccinated. Not just because it's a PSA, but because COVID is genuinely rampant and it's still happening in the world right now, and. Krunal Pandya somehow contracted the virus, even though both teams were in biosecure bubbles. Things like that happen all the time, which is why we always have to be careful in times like these, which led to nine other players getting isolated and leading to a very, very, very weakened batting side for India. India had most of their bowlers, with the exception of Krishna Pagotham and Yuzvendra Chahal, in their side. So. Guys like Bhuvi had to bat at six. Kuldeep Yadav had to bat at seven. So it was a very confusing sight to see us play only with five pure batsmen and absolutely no all-rounders. It yeah, it was I, a very weak inside. Sorry, Anand, you were saying. Yeah, I mean, I thought for a second that Rahul Dravid might say, "Okay, it's time to come back from retirement and you know, <laughs> come and come and play for India." I mean, I literally for a second I was like. Will Rahul Dravid put on his pants? Like, okay, one last game, and then let's go in back to retirement again. <laughs> but you know, it is really, really sad. I mean, Surya Kumar Yadav, Prithvi Shaw, and uh, other players. I mean, especially Prithvi Shaw and uh, Surya Kumar Yadav, who had to fly down to England. Okay, since they got, uh, you know, since they got a test call up. So unfortunate that got delayed. Yes, they have flown to England right now, but. It's really sad if they could have at least won it for India, won the series for India, and then flown. It would be in a better space for them. But it is what it is, and I just said Sri Lanka really, really exploited the disadvantage that India had. But who, whichever player you have in your side, I really feel you need to give your two hundred percent, and especially the quality of players which India produces. Okay, uh, I th- I thought there was still a chance for India to win. Okay, Absolutely. even though 
even though we had just five pure batsmen, no all-rounder, but I still thought India would give a tough fight. But I think the expectations were quite high. This this particular T20 led to the debut of Rutaraj Gaikwad got his India cap. Devdar Padikal, who I've been clamoring for, got his got his India cap. Nitish Rana made his T20I debut. Obviously, he made his ODI debut in the third ODI match. Um, I think these were all the... the, the Chetan Sakarya made his first ever T20I performance for India. And none of them underperformed or played extremely bad, maybe with the exception of Nitish Rana, who didn't show any kind of form in either format. But all these guys got off to really good starts in the second T20. Rutaraj Gaikwad made a decent 20 or 21. Devdat Padikal almost hit 30 before getting dismissed by Hasaranga. Obviously, Sanju Samson, as usual, does not seem to be get going. Shikhar Dhawan was the only one who managed to make a decent 40, but that too at a very low strike rate of only 95 which is not a T20 strike rate at all. Yeah, but you know, you have to give credit to the Sri Lankan bowlers also, I feel. Plus, the pitch was, uh, you know, slow as we saw when Sri Lanka was batting. It was not that easy also. The ball was turning a lot. Okay, uh, Kuldeep Yadav, uh, you know, uh, since his form in Sri Lanka, he, it has improved. He's got back into the World Cup race, you know, for T20. T- for the T20 World Cup, he's got back into the race. Uh, but I, I I really feel, you know, they should have done something. I think Sh- Shikhar Dhawan should have stayed till the end. Uh, we heard, you know, Shikhar Dhawan saying at the post-match presentation that they were at least 10 to 15 runs short. I mean, 132 for 5, at least they would have got 140, 145. Uh, you know, India would have won that match. And plus that, uh, that match went down till the last over. You know, and the Indian bowlers did a pretty good job of... Uh, you know, uh, restricting the Sri Lankan batsmen. But, you know, there was an experienced player out there, Dhananjay Deselva, who scored 40 from 34 balls. I mean, cool, calm customer, just one, just two boundaries, like one four one six at a strike river of 117. But still, he was there, you know, taking the ones and the twos because that was a, that, that ground, Premadasa is a really big ground. You know, boundaries come, uh, don't come easily. Uh, so he exploited, you know, the dimensions of the ground and was taking the twos. The partnership between him and Hasaranga, I mean, Hasaranga for me is a standout player uh, for the whole series, I feel, because with the ball, he did extremely well. And his small cameos, like in the, sec- in the second T20 only, 15 runs, 11 balls, two fours. And his partnership with uh, De Silva was very crucial. And then in the end, Chami, Chamika Karunratne, 12 runs, 6 balls, finished it finished it off for Sri Lanka. So Absolutely. Yeah. They, they batted very smartly, considering the slowish outfields and the big ground, as you mentioned, Premadasa is. But you also have to give it to the Indian bowlers for defending that total. They did a fabulous job. I think the only bowler that went for quite a few runs was Chetan Sakarya or else everyone else were extremely economical. Bhuvi bowled very, very well. Varun Chakravarti finally came to his own being being a very calculative mystery ball spin bowler. That that wicket of Sama Vikrama was amazing. I think that was a very crucial wicket that kind of turned the game to India for a while. So that... I think Indian bowlers, Kuldeep Yadav also bowling very, very well. I think that's what we needed, a little glimmer of hope. And that's why we were able to take the game to the end. So you really have to give it to our bowling strength. Just one thing, Navdeep Saini didn't get a single over, although he was in the squad. He didn't get a single over to bowl and he barely batted, probably barely batted one ball and 
not a single over maybe you could have divided the workload you could have um, if sakaria was going for a couple of runs maybe bowl sakaria one over short and have navdeep bowl that over instead or if rahul chahar was going for runs maybe restrict rahul chahar by one over and give navdeep seni so i was a little confused with that decision yeah but you know you uh, have to see to it that the pitch was slow okay and plus uh, these all bowlers bhuvaneshwar kumar chetan sakaria varun rahul chahar and kuldeep yadav they all slow bowlers okay bhuvaneshwar kumar yes he's a medium fast bowler but he can he has got that slow delivery in his armory and he can use it and chetan sakaria also uh, he was bowling he was bowling decently and the rest was spinners okay even they were the bowling slow into the air they were flighting the ball and on that pitch you needed pace to hit the ball and navdeep saimni has the pace okay so i think that might be the reason he wasn't given a over also i think if they had to uh, give one over i think they could have given him around the 9th or the 10th over you know just to as you said to decrease the workload but uh, i think uh, somewhere not bowling navdeep saini but still keeping him in the playing 11 was i think a miss a miss uh, fire i feel absolutely if t natarajan was fit he would have fitted very well into this squad i think his slower balls that left arm pace which he brings would have definitely helped india's chances at least in the bowling front and plus navdeep saini got injured you know while uh, feeling so that was even more worse for india anand give me a series in 2020 or 2021 where navdeep saini hasn't gotten injured or try to injure someone else i swear i mean even in the australia tour then in the england tour and then now i mean i think his his, his career is filled with injuries i feel i feel bad because this is the this is the kind of um, impression we had of bhuvi the injury prone bhuvi if you remember yeah, so yeah. I I don't want that to be the case for Navdeep Saini because he's shown flourishes of talent in 2019. He was the man of the series for two series back to back, the T20s against the West Indies and then the T20s against Sri Lanka. I think he performed so well that he was given a chance to travel to Australia later on. So I want that momentum for Navdeep Saini to come back. Uh, I think eventually he'll come back. I mean, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar can make a comeback, and why not Navdeep Saini? Okay, and I, he's got the talent. He's got the infrastructure to support him. He's got the support staff. He's got everything. He just needs to believe in himself, and I'm pretty sure he will come back strongly. Of so course. So don't worry, Vashish. He will come back. So now, okay. then let's move on to the third T20. The third T20, India versus Sri Lanka. one day after the second t20 and what a total by india a mammoth 81 for 8 wow that's a huge score anand yeah i mean that that was india's third t20 uh, lowest score first came against australia 74 allowed then came against the none other than the black caps 79 all out 2016 world t20 and now this this is the third lowest t20 i total and that really really hurts they were 25 for 4 in the power play itself can you can you imagine that especially considering we don't have that many batsmen and to lose so many wickets in the beginning it just it hurts and the highest run getter was the great kuldeep yadav the next best all rounder that we have uh kuldeep yadav with a respectable 23 of 28 balls not a single boundary but still taking the game till the end india weren't all out they batted all their 20 overs and that's thanks to the amazing kuldeep yadav let's not talk about the 3020 i mean it really shocked me the way they played i mean at least they could have got till the score of 130 120 that would have still been enough i feel but I don't know, man. It just really up upsetted me, and I was expecting a fight from the Indian team, though though they were a little weakened because of the COVID situation that which happened. Absolutely. But you but you still have to give credit to uh, the Sri Lankans. You know, Dasun Shanaka, his two amazing, sorry, his two amazing catches. You know, uh, one one of his own bowling, one of Hasaranga. 
uh, and that also bore to his opposite ends. You know, he's a right, he's a right-handed batsman and a right-handed bowler. Diving bore to his left and ca- catching two brilliant uh, and you know uh, taking two brilliant catches. Exceptional. They were not only good uh, with the ball; they were even better with the uh, bat and on the field. So yeah, I think Mike Arthur must have said, "Okay, boys, uh, there's a COVID situation. We can take full advantage and we can turn the momentum." So I feel Sri Lanka after this series will feel very, very confident, and I think it's upward and onwards for them now. Absolutely, this match also marks the debut for Sandeep Warrior. Um, yes. Who came in as a net bowler? We didn't expect Sandeep Warrior to get a game, but there he is, bowling three overs for for about seven runs and over a, an okayish economy. I wouldn't say it was too good or too bad. And Chetan Sakaria didn't get to bowl a single over in this game, which was very surprising. Yeah, I mean, uh, for the matter of fact, he did bowl the last crucial over. I, even I thought he would have. Uh, at least uh, got one over, but it's fine. Any, any, everyone knew. You know, all the twenty-two players on the field, they knew that India wasn't going to win that match. So it was, it was of no use. But whatever it is. But if there was one guy that believed in India, it was one Rahul Chahar, yes. who who bowled his life out the four overs. Taking three wickets and those wickets being some of the best wickets I've seen in cricket so far. Just him, just running in, coming in with all kinds of like, I don't know, from left, right. He tried to. It, it came off as a googly, but wasn't a googly. Rahul Chahar really, really bowled very well. If if he could take someone else's four overs, I wouldn't mind that. He would have probably taken more wickets. If anyone wanted. Wanted this thirty twenty to be an audition for the World Cup. I think Rahul Chahar really took advantage of that, and Indian selectors have to consider him for the fifteen man squad. Yeah, even I feel I will. So let's discuss the fifteen man squad for the World T Twenty or just oh, absolutely, for- absolutely. So obviously, this the the three T Twenties we didn't get to see all. Um, all the players that came because of the because of the covid situation but from the first t20 and the three odis that took place anand i i think you will agree with me on this surya kumar yadav has to bat at 3 or 4 yes yes he cannot bat at number 5 period surya kumar yadav has to come in as early as possible of course he's not a career opener so if virat kohli wants to come in and open as he expressed he virat kohli wants to open the innings in t20s he's done that for the rcb he did that for the last two t20s against england so virat kohli wants to open with rohit sharma then surya kumar has to come in at 3 okay number 4 If you want a left-hander at four, I would have said Ishan Kishan, but there is also the possibility of KL Rahul, both being very talented wicket keepers, both being extremely handy batsmen. Of course, Rahul Dravid, uh, Rahul, sorry, KL Rahul's approach. I'm sorry about the confusion. KL Rahul's approach has been a little different. Um, he was criticized for saying that strike rates are overrated, especially in a T20. So. If Rahul is able to bat like how he bats as an opener for Punjab, then of course I would want Rahul there. Kishan makes a good case for himself. Um, Anand, I wanted to ask you about the Pandya brothers. So I'm okay. not seeing too much from Hardik Pandya. Krunal yeah. is showing a little bit of here and there. He could be considered, but what what happened to the Hardik Pandya that we all fell in love with last year in Australia? You know, I feel uh, he's performed well as a batsman, though. Uh, you know, in Australia's ODI series, if you watch that series, he played pretty well. And even in the third T20, uh, I think in the last T20, yeah, he scored against England in February only. He scored around 37 from 20 balls or something like that. So I feel if he just plays as a pure batsman and not as a bowler, I think then he's got a good chance. But yeah, he's little out of form, but You know, as they say, form is temporary, class is permanent. Okay, that's one statement you cannot deny for any player 
who has got a lot of talent just like hardik pandya or hardik pandya himself but uh, okay he is little down but i feel he'll, he'll come back stronger and to be honest i don't see krunal pandya fitting in okay i feel jadeja will, would make a very good bet and dude we forgot about shreyas ayer oh yes okay. how, how can we forget him i mean yes he's been injured because uh, if i'm not wrong he got injured because of his shoulder or he in the ipl or something like that but uh, i i really feel shreyas ayer is he's going to come back in the ipl in the second phase of the ipl i'm pretty sure he's going to lead uh, uh, dc also but where will you fit shreyas ayer if you're putting ishan kishan and you know rishabh pant and kl rahul so where will you put shreyas ayer do you think shreyas ayer has lost his chance in the world uh, world t20 squad what's happened with shreyas ayer is very unfortunate he got injured at the worst possible time Yes. um i enjoyed rishabh pant as captain for dc and if shreya sayer is like you know what buddy i'm going to take a back seat and i'm going to bat i'm going to bat my heart out for you but rishabh you're captaining this this uh, this year and i would not mind that because rishabh pant has done a very good job maybe a few questionable decisions but we wouldn't have had the likes of avesh khan take wickets if it wasn't for rishabh pant so i I want Rishabh Pant in that squad. I want Shreya Sayer maybe as a backup number four. So if you are batting KL Rahul at four, Shreya Sayer could be your backup. But Virat Kohli is going to look for more left-handers in the squad. You can't have everyone be a righty all the way up to Ravindra Jadeja at seven. You need you need some left arm, uh, a left-handed bat. So that's why the likes of Kishan and Rishabh Pant make it make to make it to the squad as. you need that balance yes yes I, i completely agree with you so i feel virat kohli rohit sharma then surya kumar yadav then ishan kishan then rishabh pant so you got two left handers and three right you know that is your basically top order and your middle order then you get uh, you, then you might either add kl rahul or ravindra jadeja and then the bowlers do you Absolutely. think that way i i would want someone I, I would I would want more all rounders. Ravindra Jadeja can't be your only all rounder in the squad. Okay, so maybe for want... Hardik Pandya or Anand. I know you're not going to like me saying this, but a Shardul Thakur maybe coming in at seven. Yeah, actually, but uh, Shardul Thakur he is a is a very much better batsman than Bhuvaneshwar Kumar. Okay, then where will you put Bhuvaneshwar Kumar if we're taking Shardul Thakur and even um, Deepak Chahar? Considering the pitches, you would need you would need three pacers and two, uh, and two spinners because the UAE has favored pace bowling. If you see the IPL in two thousand twenty, Trent Bolt and Jaspreet Bumrah dominated the the purple cap race. Rabada finally won the purple cap. Mohammad Shami was was one of the highest wicket takers. And only if you go down to number six or seven, you'll find Rashid Khan taking the most number of wickets in the spin department. Yes, yes. So if you want to give three pacers, you have to give. Two of your best pacers and one pacer that can bat. So that would be Bumrah and Bhuvi, which are your two best pacers, and then a bowler that can bat, which would either be Shardul Thakur or Deepak Chahar, as Chahar has shown his batting prowess in the ODI series. Uh, I feel I would go with Bumrah because he's going to lead my bowling attack, and then I'll go with uh, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar because he can bat too, and I'll go with Deepak Chahar because he'll. with this uh, you know as we have seen for csk and for even uh, uh, you know rising pune super giant uh, he is bowled really well and he's bowled in the power play and he's gotten wickets is the highest wicket taker for csk in the power play so i think i'm going to uh, go with deepak chahar bhuvaneshwar kumar and uh, you know bumrah i am i feel a little sorry for mohammad shami but you you need a bowler who can bat and it's a t20 game wickets fall Fall any time, and uh, and if when it comes to the tail, you want your tail to at least score some runs so that they can defend defend it. Absolutely, and you need to be very economical in T twenties because there are batsmen ready to hit sixes and fours at the drop of a hat. Andre Russell is waiting there at number five or six to whack the best bowler you have out there. So we need some. We need bowlers extremely economical. Bhuvi has been economical. Bumrah has been economical, and 
then maybe Shami has leaked a lot of runs here and there. He's taken wickets but leaked runs. So maybe you need someone like a Deepak Chahar at as your third seamer. I, I feel India is going to take a 22 or uh, 22 to 25 person squad to the UAE or to UAE because there are so many contentions, you know, so many players who fit into the squad and it's such a headache. I mean, we... Uh, we as fans, we as hosts of our podcast are unable to decide who will fit in the 15-member squad. I don't know you know, how are the selectors or the team management going to decide, Vasishth. Absolutely. But all I can say is from this recently concluded T20 series between India and Sri Lanka, I see only two players making a strong case for themselves to be a part of that squad, which is Surya Kumar Yadav and Bhuvaneshwar Kumar. Yes, yes. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. You know, even Bhuvaneshwar Kumar might, you know, not uh, come into the World T20 squad, but Surya Kumar Yadav has confirmed the spot. Absolutely. And the Indian selectors would really have to be... Insane not to consider Surya Kumar Yadav. I was I was having these feelings about Ambati Raidu in 2018 and 2019. I was like, Raidu has to be selected. He's been batting extremely well. And then they went ahead and took this man named Vijay Shankar. And Pretty I was player. I was not I was not willing to watch the World Cup unless I was convinced by a lot of my friends. I think if you remember Keshav a co-host kind of told me about no Vijay Shankar has a very good domestic record watch him out and then I saw how terribly he played and I don't know so I hope the Indian selectors have sort of come back to their senses and give someone like Sky a chance who's touching 31 so he doesn't have that many years to prove himself he's got only four to five years I feel but okay let's see I feel he'll make a good T20 player I feel you know more than an ODI or a Test player, I feel he'll be a very good fit in the T20 squad. And but Virat, but yes. he's been given a chance a, to come to yes. England along with yes. Prithvi Shaw to be a part of that test squad. And that would be an exciting prospect. I want to see Surya Kumar Yadav so whack the ball about, at number five. So let's talk about India versus England right now. Yes, absolutely. India face England in a five-match test series, which would conclude just before the start of the IPL. So India have a quite packed schedule for the next one or two months. Anand, why don't we break down how it's how things are going to play out? What does India have packing with them, and what do they have to bring to the table this test, this test series? Okay, so firstly, I feel there are a lot of issues that India are going to face, especially in their batting department. We don't have a pro- second opener who's going to open with Rohit Sharma. The form of Virat Kohli and the middle order is very crucial. I mean, it's Virat Kohli hasn't uh, scored a century since the past two years, and we all know that. Chetashar Pujara hasn't scored a century 30, since 30 test innings. And Ajinkya Rahane is uh, averaging 22 in 2021. That is his lowest average in his whole career till now. So, you know, India's three, India's number four and India's number five, are, uh, you know, they have to, if India really wants to win this series, uh, the senior pros, the middle order and the openers have to step up. And even Rohit Sharma, for the matter of fact, okay, he hasn't performed well. Even though he was the highest uh, test run scorer for India in the 2021-2021 World Test Championship. But now he has to show that he is not only good as a white ball player, but even as a red ball player, especially overseas and especially in England. Exactly. And Rohit Sharma's opening partner is... There have been a lot of people coming and going. Um, It was Mayank Agarwal, then Shubman Gill, Prithvi Shaw got a chance and... None of these guys really proved themselves with the exception of Shubman Gill in that Australia series, but then he lost form. So I don't know what, what's going to be the top five for, for this test side, especially in the first test match where you want to bring in your best 11 and get that win advantage to start the series off. So Anand, why don't you tell me, what would the 11 be that you think would make the most sense? And uh, before I, you know, start the play, uh, you know, mention the playing 11 for India, you 
pointed out a very good point uh, which is that you know the first test is going to set the tone for the rest of the series okay because if you get that win under your belt you feel more confident and you are like okay now we can win the series we can show who we are and we can play to our full potential although india have lost the first match of most of the series that they have won so that would be an interesting thing to watch out for yes so now coming to the playing 11 i feel rohit sharma and mayank agarwal since shuman gill is you know injured my number 3 will be cheteshwar pujara as usual number 4 virat kohli number 5 uh, rahane and number 6 i'll have rishabh pant because now i think he's back and he's even training so i'll have rishabh pant at number 6 and then number 7 i think i'll go with ravindra jadeja and maybe maybe ravindra Uh, you know ravichandran ashwin if the pitch or if the condition suits him i mean even though he's he picked up 6 to 7 wickets in the uh, county game but if the conditions are seeming and it's for the fast bowlers i am dropping ravichandran ashwin period he might be an excellent all-rounder for india but if the conditions doesn't suit him he's not even going to take me, uh, get me one wicket so i feel uh, ravichandran ashwin depends upon the conditions and then i'll go with jasprit bumrah ishan sharma mohammad shami or maybe mohammad siraj mohammad siraj i i i like that name because he's not been given that many chances the past couple of months he wasn't given a go in for the world test championship final so i'm glad his name is being brought back into contention and i really hope he gets a game for this first match So Absolutely. I strongly I strongly agree with you there but Anand you bring out you bring out this point about how how inconsistent how middle order has been the past two year uh, past one and a half two years Rahane made that beautiful century in in Melbourne but then failed to score even above a 30 for the rest of the Australia series scored a 60 in the England test matches at home then failed to get going after that so we need a little more consistency and that's why at number 5 maybe although ajinkya rahane has led india to glory this past january i would want to drop ajinkya rahane and give hanuma vihari a look in hanuma vihari batted quite well for the for the county match that india played so did so did kl rahul maybe he could come in at 5 instead of ajinkya rahane but maybe maybe dropping ajinkya rahane is in our best interest to freshen up our middle order you know that's a very big statement you made versus i mean you're you're talking about dra- dropping the vice captain of the indian test team vice captain i'm stressing on that word rohit sharma has been vice captain for a lot of occasions so i don't think he's going to have an issue taking up that mantle yeah but i i i still feel rahane should get an opportunity but you know but still uh, you know looking at uh, kl rahul performing in the county game uh, the indian selectors and the team management are going to scratch their head and they might be thinking and i think it's a wake up call for rahane i feel if he doesn't perform well he might get dropped and even for cheteshwar pujara yes he might be the wall of indian test cricket uh, but he has to show why he is the number you know why he is regarded so high okay i mean now uh, surya kumar yadav is coming so he he can fill that spot if we want he he also uh, i mean you no know, cheteshwar pujara and rahane have to step up their game and especially it will be a very big series for virat kohli himself no doubt there's just one one little caveat that i'm looking at and maybe you might disagree with me there anand but as you mentioned maybe giving ravi jadeja and ravi chandran ashwin um both if the pitches favor them i don't think that would be the case because trent bridge is usually a pace friendly pitch yes so maybe just give one spinner a chance maybe if there's not much turn just give Rav- ravindra jadeja uh, a spot at number 7 so at least there's someone who can hit the ball in the end and then shardul thakur at number 8 i know i'm i'm this shardul thakur fanboy speaking but the previous test that india played england hardik pandya a bowling all-rounder at the time obviously he was better as a bowler than a batsman took a fifer and really impressed when he took the pace off his ball and 
took wickets of guys like Johnny Besto and Joe Root so i feel like we could have a repeat of that maybe instead of pandya shardul thakur could play that role of hitting the of hitting the ball in the end as well as being very handy with the ball then you have bumra siraj and ishan sharma coming yeah i think uh, even i agreed to you like you know having ravindra jadeja and not having ravi chandran ashwin only ashwin only on based on the conditions like i agree with you on that i feel jadeja should play irrespective it is suiting him or no because he's a much better batsman than ashwin this is what i feel even though ashwin has got five centuries uh, test centuries but i would still go with ravindra jadeja because he gives me an extra advantage that is his fielding absolutely a very very handy fielder so you are like when he's there on the outfield yeah. india have no reason to worry at all exactly my point so i feel jadeja uh, as you said and then the rest of the bowlers absolutely uh, I, i think the i think mohammad siraj bumrah and ishan sharma are going to are going to be lethal i i somewhat feel there is no chance for shardul thakur and i think they might play with mohammad shami shami instead of thakur yeah yeah because even in the world test championship uh, shami was a much better bowler i think he picked up 3 to 4 wickets uh in the first innings of the world test championship final so i feel they will go with shami instead of uh, shardul thakur absolutely that could definitely be the case shami also can hit those fours just swing his bat when yes. when india have lost nine wickets or eight wickets and you just have one guy just hit the ball here and there umesh yadav has played that role before but i don't think he's going to be considered at the moment so yeah so, definitely shami can shami can fill that role in i just feel like when india move to edge baston for their next test match then you can play two spinners because that yeah. pitch definitely has a yeah. bit more turn so oh, you yeah. can play ashwin and jadeja or ashwin and akshar if you want so that that gives them a little more free free will with the spinners yeah exactly i feel edge baston you know that's a ground where india won the champions trophy and you know jadeja and ashwin played a very crucial part in that so i i think they uh, both can fit into edge, uh, into the edge bastion pitch but trent bridge uh, i don't see ashwin getting a game i would be really surprised if he does to be honest i i hope jadeja gets picked over ashwin because you have that that fielding option you have that that amazing that amazing batting charisma that ravindra jadeja has so it's very crucial that india do play jadu at number 7 at trent bridge i i would honestly not mind even washington sundar play at number 7 on that but, pitch but unfortunately he, he has loved. suffered an elbow injury yes yes let's see now let's talk about two players you know uh, who whose names are very unknown abhimanyu iswaran and Ar- arzan nagwaswala so vashisht do you want me to t- take over and yes absolutely tell us a little more about these guys okay so abhimanyu iswaran you know uh, he was thought of as a contender for the india test team a couple of seasons ago okay uh, especially after his 2018 2019 ranji trophy season in which he totaled 861 runs at a staggering average of 95.66 okay but then again came a dip you know as every player has his up and ups and downs even abhimanyu had one uh, in 2019 2020 he had, he scored only 258 runs from 17 innings and an average of 17.20 so but clearly the opener who leads bengal hasn't fallen off the radar of the national selectors you know he was picked for the uh, india's tour to england and he's in sta- he's a standby opener so i feel we can he can be a dark horse if mayank agarwal gets injured or if india has no options i think they can go with abhimanyu iswaran and plus you know uh, he's been training very hard uh, let me tell you all about tell you all something about abhimanyu he his dad runs a cricket academy and uh, before he before he was announced you know in the india's test squad he went to the academy to his dad's academy he was practicing over there he he made a green pitch 
because you know england has pitches which are really green and it favors the fast bowler he was practicing hard and hard day at least 8 to 10 hours daily you know he was uh, especially with the sg balls you know which swing a lot in england conditions he was playing with that uh, it was he was practicing with that uh, so yeah i feel he can be a good contender if india does not have any options for openers and plus he was going to be a chartered accountant you know since he comes for a uh, weak financial background and uh, he thought if sports uh, you know isn't going to fulfill his dream or isn't going to fulfill his financial status he was going to t- uh, take up chartered accountants and uh, you know an interesting fact guys his father is also a ca so you know, as i say ca ka beta ca hi banega doctor ka beta doc- doctor ka doctor ka beta doctor hi banega so yeah and this was going to be straight but now he's been picked up for india's tour of england so i hope he gets a game or uh, maybe two so yeah absolutely and and now coming to azan nagwaswala okay he is a left arm bowler okay left arm pacer he can he can he can go about 130 135 and his idol is none other than the great left arm pacer which india produced and vashisht i'm pretty sure you're going to agree with me that his idol is zahir khan okay i mean he is he was picked up as india's test uh, you know he was picked up as mumbai indians net bowler in ipl 2021 though it got got cut short but he he was picked up and there he met with zahir khan and zahir khan guided him i mean what uh, you know what to say lucky moment for a fan like him he wanted to work with zahir khan as he spoke to espn in one of the interviews and he got a chance he was picked up uh, though he did not get a chance to play for any ipl team but mumbai indians picked him up as a net bowler where he bowled to the likes of like rohit sharma kairin pollard and uh, yeah so he has learned a lot and he's very excited he got picked up for uh, as a net bowler because you know his six uh, you know six his best career uh, figures in syed mustaq ali to- trophy against maharashtra that also against maharashtra he picked up six wickets and uh, Though he couldn't play a Ranji Trophy because of the pandemic, but he did really well in the white ball cricket. That is Vijay Hazare Trophy and Syed Mustaq Ali Trophy. So that's why he got picked up as a net bowler. That's why uh, Zahir Khan mentored him, and now he's picked up. You know, he's been picked for India's tour of England. And you know what? I feel versus these two should get a chance. Okay, and because England hasn't, and trust me, England would be surprised because they have no uh, stats or records. Yes. uh domestic records they might have but you know uh you can only work on a player's weakness when uh you have really seen him playing against you live so i feel they can be the dark horses and they will really step up if they get a chance definitely definitely arzan nagaswala should get a chance uh, so should abhimanyu iswaran india is having a little bit of an openers problem so if this guy can come in and open with rohit or mayank i think it would be quite the sight to see obviously nagaswala i was looking at his first class record earlier and he's played 16 first class games but has taken 62 wickets anand 62 yeah. wickets from only 16 games this guy needs to be given a look in I don't know why he didn't play that county match but maybe we would have seen glimpses of him in that county match if he did play but fabulous bowling records from Arzan Agaswala and Abhimanyu Iswaran being the dark horse as an Indian opener I would love to see both of them get a game but England has a couple of dark horses lying in their pockets as well Anand Yes so I feel you should take over uh, you know talk about them Hasib Hamid, you know, I mean, even in the last episode, you spoke highly about him. So, give more insights about him to our listeners, Vashisht. So, Hasib Hamid is yet to make his um, come back to to cricket. The last time he played, he made his Test debut for England in two thousand sixteen, but that was not the Hasib Hamid that we know because. he was he, he opened with alistair cook and maybe the pitches didn't favor him maybe he was too young and inexperienced so we didn't see much of him at the time but he's worked on himself in domestic cricket over the last couple of years 
played for the Lancashire uh, county side and has really come out as a very, very, very talented prospect. Scored extremely well in the county match against India with the, with the only player to get a century. So this guy, definitely someone to look out for. Maybe he gets to open with Rory Burns or Dom Sibley this, year, this series because... Honestly, England don't have a talented opening pair. Maybe if you bring in a Zach Crawley or something, but England really need to work on their top order with the exception of Joe Root. So if this guy comes in, India is definitely under some threat. The second guy is a controversial guy. His name's Ollie Robinson, made some very racist tweets back in the day. Obviously, racism is reprehensible and wrong, but he has made his apologies and has admitted to making these tweets out of immaturity. So if Ollie Robinson can show can show what he did against New Zealand, taking four wickets, uh, leaking at an economy of only 2.67, and then scoring well with a bat with a 43 and then a 42... In, in each of his innings um, in the lower order as a number eight, as a number seven, especially considering Ben Stokes is not a part of the England test side anymore, citing mental health reasons, of course. So if this guy can come in as a bowling all-rounder, then England really have a threat to India. Yes, yes, absolutely. And plus, you know, you have, highly, you have spoken really highly about him. Even uh, when we were talking about, even in our first episode, you spoke really high. You, you know, you considered him as a dark horse for England side. Also, you, I feel Ollie Robinson can be a threat to in to India. Uh, you know, if he's placed next to James Anderson and Stuart Broad. So yeah, let's see what happens. What, according to you, can be the playing eleven for England? So Anand, I must tell you. England has suffered a major blow with the removal of Ben Stokes from the squad. I, I'm a huge Ben Stokes fan. As yes, I have I've, I've mentioned to you about his edge bast in innings and just how he plays even for Rajasthan Royals, as a matter of fact, I think he is a class player and it will be very difficult to see him out of the squad. But if I were to stitch together an 11 I would open with Rory Burns and Haseem Hamid as one and two. Uh, Zach Crawley coming in at number three. If Crawley wants to open, then you would have someone like a Dom Sibley come in at three, but I don't think that would be preferable. Joe Root, the captain, coming in at number four, I think in the form of his life. Um, and number five, I would want someone like a Johnny Bairstow to play if he's there in the squad. I'm not quite sure about yes, that. He's there. Johnny Bairstow at five then, no doubt. Um, number six, Joss Butler. Um, if, if England want to play a wiki at number six or if they want to play a wiki at number seven, then Butler plays at number seven. And number six, you can have an additional batsman, maybe someone like... Uh, <clears throat> Ollie Pope coming in at number six and or Ollie Pope coming in at five and Bearstow playing at six. That could that could also be a possibility. Then you have number eight and nine, which I would have Ollie Robinson and Sam Curran play. And 10 and 11, of course, you want to play James Anderson and Stuart Broad together, especially in Trent Bridge. Yeah, that's a very strong Indian side, I must say. Yeah? That would really hamper India's chances of winning. Your, I'm, I'm going in with all pacers, not a single spinner. Maybe if you move on to Edge Bastion, you could have like a Dom Bess or a Jack Leach come in instead of uh, either Anderson and Broad. But this is going to be Anderson's, one of Anderson's last few test series before he announces his retirement. He's already 39 years old, but he's bowling better than any bowler in their early 30s or late 20s. He's aging like fine wine, Vashish, as they say. He's <laughs> aging like fine wine. No so, doubt. What me, would your England squad be? Would you see any changes? No, I actually completely agree with you. You can have a Sam Curran over there and a Josh Butler, uh, for the matter of fact. And uh, Stuart Brown and James Anderson can also come uh, come in handy, handy with the bat, as we have seen in the past. 
so i feel your opening pair your number 3 your number 4 and your number 5 and 6 are all pretty sorted so i feel england does not have any worries i think it's more on india's side because the middle order and the openers are really out of form and they don't know what it's going to be okay i feel uh, also that three threats which india are going to face against england i feel one is joe root himself he has got highest uh, number of runs in test against india 1789 runs at an average of 54.21 so and he's made, he made his debut also against england and he, uh, against india and he has never stopped from there in nagpur so joe root and especially he was the highest run scorer when we saw england toured india uh, in feb okay he was the highest uh, he scored a double century in chennai he looked so, unstoppable in that first yeah. test match especially yeah. when the tracks were turning he he looked unstoppable unfazed by the bowling absolutely so joe root is one of the biggest threats and then how can we forget stuart broad and james anderson stuart broad has uh, sorry james anderson has got 600 plus wickets highest for any test pace bowler then comes his better half stuart broad and they both have got the highest wickets uh, for any englishman versus india so 64 and 58 uh for james anderson and to abroad and the third threat i feel and you know vashish you are going to agree with with me because you also like that person and it's none other than sam curran because that guy was the man of the series in 2018 he scored uh, he scored around 272 runs and took 11 wickets so i feel he's going to replicate his performance and he's grown more he's grown as a much better player under ms dhoni and uh, in chennai super kings and we have we have seen you know uh, when the back against when england's backs are against the wall a player like sam curran always steps up so i feel sam curran is also going to be a threat to india i thought you were going to say he's grown up and graduated high school but yeah no <laughs> you make a fair point there as well <laughs> so yeah I, i feel these three are the threats which india are going to face and There, there are a lot of things, and especially I feel Ollie Robinson will be the player to look out for from the England side. Absolutely, and I'm surprised England have not had Chris Wokes on their side because Chris Wokes has made a comeback in white ball cricket and has performed absolutely well. So I'm surprised he's not there in this, in in the squad at least for the first two Test matches. Maybe the third Test onwards, when they move on to Lords, Chris Wokes can come back and get a game as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Just one last question I would like to ask you, Vashish. Yes. How, uh, how much are England going to miss Ben Stokes? And you know what? Uh, are, do you think uh, India has got a upper hand since Ben Stokes has withdrew, withdrawn his name from the uh, India series? Do you think India has got a bit more of a chance to win this series since Ben Stokes is not there? Oh, one hundred percent. Because Ben Stokes has always. Ben Stokes has always been the workload shifting bowler so in order not to tire out your frontline bowlers of Anderson Broad and if Archer is playing then Archer so in order to get their workload off Stokes takes the overs in the middle and bowls the old ball can take wickets when he can and with the bat he's a superhero Anand that yeah. edge bast in innings he the way he's just smashed he smashed a quick fire 80 against england against india in the chennai test match i think ben stokes is a very handy left-handed batsman and and a bowler as well so him being left out from the squad is a big blow to england which completely voids their middle order and you need to cover up for it with guys like ollie pope and josh butler so yes india india will not mind the omission of ben stokes but england still come in as favorites because they have the replacements they have all rounders like sam curran who can play that role just as fine okay so what are your predictions for do you think oh, india india are going to win this series um anand i'm sorry in the five match test series england are going to win 4-0 with one match going into a draw or a washout and the other four being won by england i'm sorry okay okay that's a very strong statement versus what are your predictions 
I think the series is going to be a tie. It's going to be two all, and one is going to be washed out. This is what I feel because India is a much better side uh, than 2018, and uh, you know, uh, Virat Kohli would like to prove himself once again. So yeah, let's see. I'm very, very, very excited. We are recording on first. There is only three more days for the first test to start. I cannot wait. So let's see. I am going two two. The series is going to be drawn. The trophy is going to be shared, Vasist. I I really hope I am proven wrong. I really hope even you're proven wrong and India can win this series three two instead of two two. But let's see. I hope. I I hope the players that we are looking forward to give it their best. I hope to see another century from my favorite player Rishabh Pant and my favorite player Ravindra Jadeja. So, I want to see I want to see more from our Indian middle order. Three, four, and five need to work on themselves. Rohit Sharma needs a better dance partner than Mayank Agarwal. <laughs> so let's see how how this series plays out. Let's see whose prediction. get is a little more little more favor towards and right after that we jump into the IPL so india is busy as all hell yeah yeah i mean uh, 14 september the test series ends 17 september we are back uh, you know uh, for ipl it is going to be a lot of fun from england to uae and then again in uae for the world cup it's going to be a one hell of a year i feel vashist Absolutely, and we will have you guys covered on every step of the occasion, every week covering what's going on in the test matches and in the IPL and in the World Cup. So stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you so much for logging in. Signing out, Vasish Chabria, Anand Samaj. Stay safe, wear your mask, and get vaccinated. Thank you so much, guys.